0: and welcome to another nerds amalgamated episode i am the dj and with me today are two fine gentlemen the professor and buck
1: yeah there's only two fine gentlemen on this show Oh, come on.
2: You're not counting me out now, are you? No.
0: (laughs) So, gentlemen, how have you been? Yep, good. Yep. uh, So, fun weeks this week so far?
2: No, not too bad. Just busy with assignments.
0: You, Professor?
1: I mean, I've got work. Go to work, I come home, play games. My life's not that exciting. Oh. Um, I went to Anywhere Theatre Festival last night. Oh, yeah? I went to see a show called Hold My Beer, which um, by the time this comes out, we will have unfortunately finished. But it's a an acrobatics show and there's a, a bunch of jokes about drinking in it. I was quite impressed with the uh, juggling bit where they had one guy juggling uh, some juggling balls and the rest of the acrobats were on the floor copying the movement and so jumping over each other and rolling under.
0: Oh, that yeah. That'll be pretty fun That'll be pretty fun to watch Yeah, I've been pretty busy with assignments And attending lectures as always And working as well Ah, uh, it never ends, does it?
1: Uh, well, it does
0: one day you when you die
1: <laughs> Or you graduate, whichever comes first <laughs>
2: Yeah, but even after he graduates, once he starts working, he gets given assignments by his boss to do. <laughs> uh,
0: if they what trust a- him, that is. Oh, what a show we have for this week. We've got The Backflipping Robot, uh, True Lies TV series reboot, and DRM. So, uh, to start with, Buck, you've got the story was- about...
1: You really worked hard to shift off the uh, your future, didn't you?
0: I just want to keep the show, the show rolling. But, um, yeah, Buck, you've got the story about the uh, backflipping robot.
2: I do. And what's even better is it's an open source backflipping robot. So you can actually go and get all the um, details and schematics, parts lists, etc., and also all the code. Um, It's been made available. Um, So you can go and build your own um, Stanford Doggo. So, yeah. Um, There's a group of um, students at Stanford University, that's the reason why it's called Stanford Doggo, that have built a quadruped robot, which is about the size of a um, beagle. They're saying, but yeah, it's. I'm not sure. It's pretty small and it walks with its belly rubbing the grass and it is able to do backflips and jump. I think they said three and a half feet high in the article um, as part of their experimentations and testing of what it's capable of. Three, yeah, three and a half feet off the ground. And it doesn't actually have any springs.
0: Very so, nice.
2: And it's able to walk across all sorts of different substances like surfaces. So Yeah, they've it's got a it walking. It is. And you you can literally you can build your own. And the reason for this is so that more people can get involved and expand upon the research. So it becomes much more Advanced and there's and it can generate a community that are working on it and developing different bits and pieces for it so um like one of the things I was saying is you could use it for search and rescue with having a camera on it to look through areas or a little digging arm on the front or have it carry pack carry um materials into difficult to access locations, that sort of stuff.
1: I'm waiting to see a user as an assassin. It'll just pop up and whack you in the nuts.
2: Um. Well, yeah. <laughs> um. There's so many comments I could be making there and I'll be getting in trouble for pretty much all of them.
1: <laughs> Don't do it again, Bucky.
2: <laughs> but, um. Don't. Look, Seriously, the, this is um, like the, the technology and stuff that's gone into this is absolutely amazing. And unlike a lot of the other robots, this would only cost you apparently $3,000 to build. Whereas a lot of the other stuff costs tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars to build or buy. This is literally, you're able to source all the parts online. And build it yourself And operate it
0: I gotta admit though This is a vast improvement from the um, Old backflipping um, Atlas robot from Boston Dynamics
2: well, I wouldn't go that far Because Atlas was only a, an initial prototype and this is and You gotta remember they've also got um, Spot and a few of the other robots That they've got going on there so yeah, like I'm, I'm, can see these guys getting involved with um, Boston Dynamics probably at some point or going into competition with them.
0: Although I gotta admit, when I first saw the uh, backflipping robot, it just re- my mind all of a sudden went to that old Simpsons episode where Martin buys a backflipping um, dog robot called F- and called Flipsy. <laughs> and, uh- it uh, it is just so funny to watch. Once you see that clip,
1: uh, I take your word for it.
2: See me, I when I first saw it, I was like, "That is cool," and I started wondering about all the mechanics and hours of coding that would have had to have gone into make it so that it does this. Um, yeah. So look honestly it's what is it? Um it's it's six kilos. I think it is. Um Oh no, that's um the Stanford woofer, which is twice the size of the doggo. So yeah. It's a three
1: kilo robot.
2: Um Oh, sorry. It can carry about six kilos of equipment and is twice the size of Doggo for Woofer. So, yeah. um, I haven't said if there's a weight load for, um, the Doggo, but the Woofer is currently able to carry six kilos of weight. we've got to get another
1: size Doggo looks like just a tech demo.
2: Um,. Yeah, look, I, I'm not going to criticise it. It's better than what I could come up with.
1: It's adorable. It's got that going for it. <laughs> maybe, I could th-
2: oh. maybe we could get a voice chip into it, and it could replace. Um, yeah, let's. Um, we might need to move on from there.
0: <laughs> I could. All I'm going to say is I think this would be perfect for. Education in terms of teaching kids um, robotics. I um, mean, good- this
2: might be a bit advanced for school kids. Oh. At the moment, give it give it a few more years, and they'll be doing stuff similar to this. But yeah, because like, I know they do um, competitions in Japan with small robots. But yeah,
0: yeah. Move over, Lego techniques. Hello, Doggo. Ah.
2: Uh. It's just because uh, of the... I
1: think you're thinking of... Uh, I think they're Mindstorms. They're the actual robotic programmable Lego things.
2: Yeah. But, um, yeah, look, honestly, the, the, this takes two people to control it. There's um, one person who carries a kill switch as a safety aspect, and then another person who operates it with a laptop or a tablet. So it's it's not a simple remote control operation system, it's pretty advanced.
0: Yeah. I could see I, I can I there is a lot I there is a lot of potential for this. And I could see it in many places. Yep. Hmm. Uh moving along. Um I've got a story about the popular movie True Lies uh being in TV land. And that's going to be a very interesting shift.
2: Um a movie on TV.
0: Oh, more like a TV series based on the movie.
2: Ah, oh, okay. That makes so much there's, more sense. There's, there's nothing like ambiguity to cloud the waters of a discussion.
0: So basically, uh, the idea for James Cameron 1994's by-action comedy thriller True Lies has been f- floating around for nearly a decade now, with Cameron involving himself in, in the early going. He's since given his blessing for the babysitter director and prolific TV producer MCG, to keep the flame alive. And he's now... Just hold
1: there for a second, DJ. Yes. Is his voice going all wonky for you? No. Okay. Just my end then. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Carry on. And he is in... He is in... uh, He, in turn, is now aiming at Disney's streaming service. So, originally, um, he he was supposed to make a sequel after True Lies, but... um, James Cameron was so busy making Avatar and um he w- and and Alita, he decides the natural natural iteration would be a TV reboot. But unfortunately we might not see Arnie or Jamie Lee Curtis in this
2: one. I don't know if um Jamie Lee Curtis would look as good in a string now as she did back then.
0: I want to see who who acts as the who acts as Arnie's character.
2: Well, they might they probably do a complete shift away from Arnie and so forth into something different, kind of like how they did with um all the other movie adaptations that they've done recently, such as Die Hard, Shooter, all of those. Like they've come up with TV series that. Are completely different to the movies, and only have a passing resemblance to the to the story.
0: Hmm. Actually, the one the one um, TV one movie to TV series I can think of right now is Lethal Weapon. That was a very interesting re- um, TV reboot.
2: Yeah, but that yeah that got a very that's only loosely associated with the movie it has got characters of the same names.
0: But mm. that's interesting, though, how it's gone to Disney. It's now in the Disney streaming service. It's like Disney's eating well, up everything.
2: Well, it hasn't actually gone. They're, they're aiming to have it go to Disney. Yeah. But it, um, was I think it was released under 20th Century Fox, which means it's now a Disney movie. Which means, which means, Jamie Lee Curtis was actually a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that about Arnie, but I would say that about Jamie
1: Lee.
0: So, does that mean we get to see a Disney movie feat in the next Wreck It Ralph movie, Jamie Lee Curtis character as Disney princess on a pole?
2: Um, I'm getting a bit concerned about where you're going here. <laughs> an, well,
0: animation, you
2: see- an animation of a Disney princess dancing on a pole.
1: Yes. I'm not even going to unpack that. That's
2: just, <laughs> I, I just had to stop him there by saying that. It was just, he was starting to go a little <laughs> bit strange. We apologise, oh. folks.
1: I mean, does he ever not?
0: But um, they were saying the the other interesting thing is going to be like with the Disney with the Disney um, movies, it's not going because in True Lives it was just like guns, um, guns, terrorism, shootouts, and a uh, load of gore. Like now you go into Disney, it's just like okay, we're gonna have to limit it, limit all the violence to just one itty bitty shoot. there's like one shootout per per season.
1: Can we shoot you? I don't know. They'll probably just um, feed it out through Fox or one of their other sub-companies.
2: Yeah, like it was 20th Century Fox that made the movie, so if they're doing the series, uh, TV series, they'll probably do it that way, and yeah, it might be on the Disney streaming service, but it'll have the appropriate MA rating or whatever.
1: Yeah, I'd be surprised if Disney wouldn't have... Uh, very strict parental control mechanisms.
2: Yeah, and they've also got um, pirates of the Caribbean and quite a few of those. Like they've they're not adverse to the idea of having the gore and violence. They're realizing it's a money maker. Hmm.
0: I mean, there are a couple of shows, like a couple of the Netflix shows, which were very like high on the high on the violence scale. Like, for example, Daredevil and they, they were also in talks of shifting it to the Disney uh, streaming service. Well, not now, but until
2: was the... It, no, was it, I thought it was somebody else that was talking about taking over Amazon or Hulu, or Hulu, wasn't it? It was talking about taking over all the Marvel series.
1: Yeah, I think that's what I heard. But uh, since Disney now owns Marvel, I wouldn't be surprised if they took over. If there are any left after, they'll get cancelled.
2: Yeah. Well, I know um, what's-his-name in um, Daredevil was wanting to move on to something else because he was getting a bit tired of being beaten up so much.
0: Actually, it's, um, there's no word on who's going to take the um, franchises, but Hulu is one of the front um, contenders to take the Marvel shows.
2: Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, and see if it comes out before or after the five Avatar sequels.
0: <laughs> uh, but do you like that idea of how a couple of the movies are shifting? The movie movie franchises are shifting to TV franchises as a whole.
1: Well, it's not a new idea. It's been around for decades. But um if it's good I don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. you, you uh take it you agree with the buck?
2: Um yeah, if it's done well I don't mind and yeah. As Professor said, it's not a new idea. A lot of movies were released with the intention of it becoming a series. And when those movies have been stinkers, they've just gone, we might just want to back away from this one.
0: Yeah, that's true. True. Anyways, uh, moving along. Um, Professor, you've got a story about DRM.
1: Something battered. uh, Bethesda managed (sighs) to release Rage on the Bethesda store without DRM. So they've now gone back and removed the DRM from all of the other stores because there's no point in having DRM if it's already out in the wild.
0: Oh, man.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you messed that up or what the idea behind it was, if it was deliberate. Uh, uh, lots of people will be very happy because they used uh, Denuvo, which is one of the most popular DRM formats because there's no one to uh, cause severe performance issues on some computers
2: Yeah, um, I'm just wondering um, does this mean he's not going to get a Christmas bonus now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> or a Christmas card?
2: We might get a Christmas card, but it'll have a little note in there saying, Yeah, don't come back next year.
1: Yeah.
2: There's there's certain things that, when you do it, it's kind of hard to come back from.
1: Yes, and it depends on whether this falls under the I just spent $2 million training you kind of mistake. Or the uh, pack your bags, has got a mistake.
2: Well, they might have spent $2 million training him, but releasing the DRM might be worth more than $2 million. So you've got to balance. Yeah. Is it worth... he, he's I mean, cost $2 million in training, but he's still stuffed up. <laughs>
1: well, but $20 million? The joke is that the cost of training is the um, whatever it costs to clean up after they screw up.
2: Okay, crikey! We spent a lot of money on the training the DJ then.
0: (laughs) What's funny about this? It's on. It's at Rage Two as well. The get on Rage Two, the game, and that came out last week.
1: Yeah, so it's probably (laughs) the quickest I've seen a game go from the nouveau to no nouveau.
0: Oh man!
2: Does this mean that the next stage of it is is going to go to Duvet? <laughs> because let's face it, like there's some there's some serious snooze factor going on with some of the people at Bethesda at the moment.
1: Yeah, I've heard Rage is pretty mediocre.
2: Well, not just that, but you got to be a bit of a, a dozy. Turkey to make in, make a mistake like this.
1: Yeah, I saw a theory that um, they never intended to have it on the release version, and it was just to make sure that the review copies didn't get leaked. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure I buy that either.
2: Maybe they're just trying to ge- generate some goodwill, like after the all the fallout from Fallout 76. But they could have just
1: not. Uh, done it to begin with. People would have been happier with no DRM than, uh, than yeah. and getting rid of it. I
2: I am not going to go anywhere with that because of the simple fact that they made such a big thing for the launch of Fallout 76 and it's failed. So yeah, there's some dozy, do, when I say dozy, I mean like yeah, they're they they're not thinking before they do things, and yeah, que- questionable intelligence. Like these guys didn't even make it onto the special bus.
0: <laughs>
2: they couldn't figure out which side of the bed was supposed to be it, the other way out.
0: Oh man, Bethesda's credibility after all this—you would think Rage Two would be that game that could potentially fix Bethesda's. Um, image, but no, it doesn't. Well, Uh, as
1: professor, we all know whatever's going to happen, people are going to buy their games.
0: Yeah, like Bethesda's
2: stuffed up on a few things, but generally they're pretty bankable as a lot of the stuff generally works. It's just minor issues and they always come through to fix it up in the long run. So sometimes it takes them a, a few more years. But yeah. I think it's um the greed factors taking hold there the same as it has with the others. And it's just Yeah, it's a cancer that's ruining the industry that they're all looking at the dollar signs and ignoring what makes what makes that money is people enjoying themselves and having fun
0: yeah yeah listen yeah.
2: listen to the customers not to the idiots and the sit around a boardroom
0: i think that's what's that's what's already happened with ea and they're paying it heavily
2: uh, it's not just ea it's all of the studios out there doing similar sorts of stuff like we've got Um, call it what is it? Is it Battlefield? Yeah, Battlefield's gone over to Battle Royale because that's the latest craze and everyone's all doing the same thing, and it's just getting stupid. Like, next thing we know, it's going to be they're going to be doing um Battlefield in the form of Dota or Heroes of New Earth or something like that. It's just it's just mind bogglingly stupid that everyone's all trying to copy each other for the same thing rather than hey we got a series of games here that have been doing well let's keep developing that storyline and following that pattern because we've already made it truckload of cash instead of just going hey you know we got this excellent idea that's been working but. These guys over here are doing something different and everyone seems to like like there's a lot of people that seem to like that. So let's just scrap the idea that we've we've had going and is successful and just totally throw it under the bus and make it retarded.
1: Yeah. What I'm hoping to see though is um they're so intent on having DRM for the first three weeks or so of a game that's coming out because um, it takes about that long for most games to get cracked and you get most of your sales in the first couple of weeks. So you're, you're really making most of your money at launch. Sure. And uh, so that's the key reason why they still use DRM. They're trying to stop people cracking the game before they've milked for as much as they can. So I hope that uh, more companies are going to start removing DRM once the initial sales window is gone.
2: Just a quick question. DJ?
0: Yeah.
2: Do you know what DRM stands for?
0: Uh, Digital rights management.
2: Uh, Just checking.
1: No, it's for a doctorate of robotic music.
0: You mean dubstep?
1: (laughs) God, it's horrible.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh yeah, digital rights management. That's a that that in itself is a very tricky situa tricky situation in the legal in the legal fraternity. Well it's I...
2: all intellectual property, so that's the reason why it's there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh anyways, uh, moving along. Um game's currently playing, so Buck, where have you been playing?
2: I've been playing The Crew too.
1: Oh.
2: Um. Yeah, I saw a trial option for it on um, UPlay, and I thought it looks fun. It's got cars, boats, planes, motorbikes, all sorts of stuff. So I thought I'd give it a go, and um, yeah, I've actually enjoyed running around with the powerboat doing powerboat racing. So, um, it's. A heck of a lot of fun.
0: So you're gonna get the new get uh, the whole game or keep or just get the demo?
2: Um, well the demo is only a limited time. But um yeah, like I'm when I can afford it I think I will get the entire game. It's definitely worth it. Except the plane controls suck. I don't like the plane. But it's a good concept for those who do like planes.
0: Is you playing, were you playing on a console or PC?
2: No, on um, PC platform. PC?
0: Oh, nice, nice.
2: So nice. when you actually start up the game initially, you do a car race, a boat race, and then a plane race. And I had no idea of um, some of the controls for it. So, yeah, once you work, once you find out the controls that allow you to activate the trim and so forth, you can make the boat pick up a little bit higher and you can actually make it so the plane actually flies upwards rather than just crashes into the ground. That helps. I, I would have thought that as well, but, yeah, they, they throw you in and you did there and it says, uh, hello, Why the, the plane keeps crashing. This isn't fun. Well, well was really, but...
1: It was not great
2: the the initial startup is pretty crap, but um once you work it out, it's probably a lot it's a lot better um it'd probably just be a matter of getting used to flying the plane, but yeah, like you get to do an air race like the Red bull air race, so what's not to like about that?
1: yeah I went to see the one in Perth about ten years ago mm-hmm school
2: well the initial race for this is in new york so you race around the streets of new york and then you race along the hudson river in a big tower bro no i didn't sully it it's been sullied it does need to be sullied again although i came close to doing a sully with the plane and the dj is sitting there now scratching his head going what (laughs)
0: well, <laughs> oh, no, I know I know what she's talking about. It's to how many times have you come close to doing the sully?
2: Only the once, because it was only the ones that are flying the plane. Ah. And for all those that are sitting there thinking it's something to do with um, Game of Thrones, no, they are the unsullied. <laughs> the sully is something different.
0: Uh, How about you, Professor? What have you been playing?
1: I uh, got in a few games of Cataclysm Dark Days Ahead. They all ended pretty badly. In one of them, I left the evacuation shelter and started walking into town, got to the railway station, and was eaten by zombies. In the next one, I left the evacuation shelter Started walking to the evacua um, the FEMA camp, and uh, as soon as I got there, I heard a crash and realized there were dozens of zombies in the camp that had just broken through the fence and were coming after me. So I ran the hell away, <clears throat> and then I decided to head up towards a prison in the town, and got um, crashed again when I ran into some raiders. So it's got some issues which could be my installation because it's uh, I compiled it from source.
0: So zombies are zombies and raiders.
1: Yeah, but there's also aliens and stuff that you can't okay. run into. And there's water you
2: can drown in. If you don't know, <laughs> know how to swim.
1: Yep. And uh if you do well enough you can turn yourself into a robot. <gasps>
2: Do they have penguins though? That's the main question.
1: I'm assuming not, because it's set oh. in like uh, New Hampshire in the US.
2: Okay, so it'll be the lizard men who are their underlings. Yeah. Have you found any um, Chinese hackers getting involved? <laughs>
1: No, which is incredible, because it's a single-player game.
2: That's amazing. Well, that's probably the reason why they're not there, is because it's a single-player game. They can't rip anyone off.
0: (laughs) Even with their better computers, they can't rip anyone off.
1: (laughs) No, I found the immunity to Chinese hackers.
2: (laughs) Actually, because this is... You were saying you you made a character like yourself, based on yourself as... I, I I've got a challenge for you. Make one like um what what's it what's that? Moron um sixty nine or Little Pump or whatever.
0: Oh Takahashi sixty
2: nine. Yeah, a a, a a moronic retard that looks like he's been drawn all over and ridiculous hair, dubious intelligence and Yeah.
1: Well, the great thing is the character customizer is really strong, so you can uh, set yourself to be a drug addict with no intelligence.
2: Oh, huh. so you can do a mumble wrapper. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. We'll have to let the um, guys at Cutscene Saga know about that because then they can do a review of that and make fun of mumble wrappers.
0: <laughs>
2: and that makes bingo. Yep. <laughs> Before halfway through the show.
1: No, it doesn't. We haven't given a shout out yet.
2: Yes, I did just then.
1: Oh, yeah. Cutscene okay. cut saga. Okay, I'm just going to stick my head back in the sand.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, so uh, I've been playing. I've started playing Steep, and that's a very fun game
2: mm-hmm
0: Very funny. It, it reminds me of um Tony Hawk, the old Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk games, and they were fun. Okay, uh, yeah. The pro- I need to work. I need to keep working on the controllers because I'm trying to break and I can't break. I can It's just very frustrating, but fun at the same time.
1: What um what sort of sport are you doing that you're having trouble breaking in?
0: Um, snowboard.
1: Uh. just kind of turn sideways. Ah, uh, okay. At least that's how I think they do it. The, uh, well, that's I've how you do it in real life, yeah. Yeah, the closest I've ever gotten to snowboarding is when a snowboarder ran over the front of my skis when I was skiing.
0: Ooh, dude, that's going to suck.
1: Yeah, snowboarders have a bit of a reputation, I hear. I've only been skiing once, but uh, that didn't uh, give me any better impressions of them.
2: Yeah, look, I've only been skiing a couple of times, um, but I'd love to go snowboarding, but that was more because of the fact that I used to be a skateboarder. Um, And I can't see the point of running over somebody else's skis. There's plenty of mountain to go skiing on. Where the people are skiing is not going to be as much fun if you're on a snowboard.
1: You yeah, know, so I've started. It has uh, multiplayer mode, which is why I suggested we get it during the free weekend.
0: Oh, thank God. Thank God yeah, i so don't... done it.
1: We'll play together. <laughs> and we can. Uh, Bucky can be on the snowboard and run you over.
2: <laughs> well, actually, so I was just thinking. They, they've got the guys there with the. Um, doing the parasailing. Yep.
1: Where yeah, they... there's. Um, some... The base game comes with skiing, snowboarding, and wingsuiting. Okay, you can unlock um, parasailing, sledding, and a few other things. But
2: wing wingsuit will be fine. I'll just come down on the wingsuit and just slap him up the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> they probably going at the going at the speed these guys been going at. It, it'll probably break my hand, but it'll also break yeah. his head, which is already <laughs> kind of broken.
0: <laughs> Wingsuiting um uh, was very, very it very hard to um control. Like you got the you, you have to try and um not anticipate the um the dip.
1: You know you're supposed to be in the air when you wingsuit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I know, but um. And
2: well, what are you going for the dip? Leave the, um, leave the I... chips and dip alone on the table and go. <laughs> <to the line. laughs>
0: I mean, when you're trying to get through the checkpoints, some some of them ah. are very deep dips.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that helps you um, gain speed and push back up high, so you maintain momentum and altitude.
1: Which mountain have you been uh, snowboarding on?
0: Um, I started play. I'm just doing the Alps for now. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure if it's in the base game or uh, an expansion, but. They've got uh, most of the, the big seven mountains, and uh, including Everest, which uh, you reckon would be really fun to ski down.
0: Okay, fair enough. Um, all right, so moving along, uh, so we've got some shout-outs. On the 20th of May, 1736, the Westminster Bridge defies a king and the church. The Archbishop of Canterbury, head of the church in England, probably prayed that there would never be a bridge across River Thames at Westminster. But he was not alone. Up to the end of the 17th century, most traffic moved up, the, up and down on the river rather than by road. River transport was big business, and the men who, pil- who plied their um, trade on boats and ferries had a lot to lose from the construction of new bridges. They were back by the corporate.
1: It's also the, uh, the constant fighting between the Westminsters and the Eastminsters. Like, people think the Crips and the Bloods are bad. This is the original.
0: Ah! Huh. <laughs> oh, that, 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 that. I wonder what would the shootouts like?
1: Well,
2: back a, lot of, arrow. a lot of the um, fighting between gangs in London was more with um, knives and so forth.
0: This was before the um. This was before this is, the bolt pistols, weren't they?
2: Um, yeah, probably even. It was. This would have been back at the very early stage of um, flintlock pistols.
0: That's right. Yeah. Um. You, so you, you
2: never wanted to have that go off when you're loading it because you're pointing the barrel at yourself.
1: Uh,
0: nasty, nasty pieces of work they were.
1: Yeah. <laughs> They're so much better now. You can load and fire hundreds of bullets in a minute.
0: <laughs> mm. All right, so they were backed by the Corporation of London, which didn't want trade moving to the fringes of London but claimed its main objectives were the loss of cul- custom to the watermen and to the city markets and the danger of navigation of the river being impeded. One of the claims was that if the watermen lost their jobs, there would be fewer readily available seamen for the navy, if England went to war, the argument raged on until 1664. Yeah. And so, officially, and so city businesses played their ace and bribed King Charles to uh scrap the proposal of a bridge. Officially, it was the interest free loan.
1: Wrong story short, they built a bridge,
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, it was approved to build on the 20th of May 1736 work began in 1738, 17, uh, and the bridge was open on 18th of November, 1750.
2: Huh. And you're telling the story of it was almost as long.
0: Yeah. Although, mind you, the second bridge was built on... They they built the second version of this bridge on the t- 22nd of May, a couple, a couple of centuries afterwards. On the 21st of May, 1792, Matt. Mount- Unzen was Japan, my Unzen on Japan's Shimabara Peninsula erupts, creating a tsunami, killing about 15,000, which was Jap- Japan's deadliest volcanic eruption. On the 21st of May, 1980, Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, produced by George Lucas, opens in cinemas in the UK and North America. Good movie. Very good movie. Good
2: movie. Making um, George Lucas a billionaire.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, 21st of May, 2004, Stanislav Petrov awarded World Citizen Award for averting a potential nuclear war in 1983 after correctly guessing Russian early warning system at fault. Uh, 22nd of May, 2019, Illawarra scientist and inventor McKinley Butson has been featured by the world's biggest video sharing website, YouTube, for her smart armor copper copper cancer shield fabric. McKinley Butson's Smart, which is an acronym for Scale Male Armor for Radiation Therapy, in um, invention is a device that shields the c- contralateral breasts, the breast not being treated from excess radiation, as well as being made from high-density copper. The shields are handmade.
1: This is great, because it's one of those things that you see it and you think, how did no one think of this before? But uh, she's a a teenager who's gone and she's... Was it the Young Australian of the Year that she was nominated for?
2: Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. She's up for some international awards as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, as for remembrance, so we've now moved to remembrances, which on the 20th of May 2019, Niki Lauda, uh, was Austrian Formula One driver, a three-time F1 World Drivers' Champion, winning in 1975, 77, and 84, an aviation entrepreneur. He was the only driver in F1 history to have been the champion for both Ferrari and McLaren, the sport's two most successful constructors. He's widely considered as one of the greatest F1 drivers of all time. As an avi Oh yeah. As an aviation entrepreneur, he founded and ran three airlines, Louder Air, Nikki, and Lauda. Cool. Wow. That's pretty that's an impressive um resume he has. It is. Yeah. Um he died of natural causes at 70 in Zurich. Twenty uh, first of May, nineteen thirty five. Jane Addams, known as the mother of social work, a pioneer American settlement activist, reformer, social worker, public philosopher, sociologist, public administrator, protester, author, and leader in the women's suffrage and world peace. She co founded Chicago Hull House, one of the famous America's most famous settlement houses. In nineteen twenty, co founded the ACLU and. In 1931, became the first American woman to be awarded the no- Nobel Peace Prize and is, founded for, and is recognized as the founder of social work pr- profession in the United States. She died of cancer at 76 in Chicago, Illinois.
2: 76 or 74? 74. Ladies are very particular about their age.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to walk on that one. <laughs> um, on the 23rd of May, 1701, William Kidd, a Scottish sailor who, tr- who was tried and executed for piracy after returning from a voyage to the Indian Ocean. Some modern historians, for example, Sir Cornelius Neil Dalton, deemed this piratical reputation unjust. He was hanged for his crimes at forty-seven in Execution Dock, Wapping, London. Actually, funny, funny enough, he was. Um, tr- he they tried three times to kill him before they managed to kill him. Mm-hmm. Was it the first time? It was the rope broke, and t- two other times um, he had his. There was some cra- some craziness happened around that time. But, um, now we're moving on to famous birthdays. On the 21st of May, 1948, Leo Sayer, Australian, um, English singer, songwriter, musician, and entertainer whose singing career has spanned four decades. He is now an Australian citizen and resident. Sayer launched his career in the United Kingdom in the early 1970s and became a top singles and album act on both sides of the Atlantic in the 1970s. His first seven th- Seven hit singles in the United Kingdom all reached top 10, a feat first registered by his first manager, Adam Faith. His songs have been sung by other noble artists, including Cliff Richards. Uh, Dreaming. Um, he was born in Shoreham by-, Shoreham by Sea, Sussex. You know, when I saw um, Leo say, I think he looked like. Um... Oh, who was that aer- aerobics guy? Oh, don't
1: think too hard. All right. Um, Buck's got to leave us now. Yeah, uh,
2: you're, you're talking about Richard Simmons. Yep, <laughs> anyway. Yep. I'll catch you guys later.
0: See you, Buck. Ah, so on the 21st of May 1960, Jeffrey Dahmer also known as the Milwaukee Cannibal or the Milwaukee Monster, was an American serial killer and sex offender, although he was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, schizotypal personality disorder, and a psychotic disorder. Dahmer was found to be legally sane at his trial. He was convicted of 15 of the 16 murders he had committed in Wisconsin and was sentenced to 15 terms of life imprisonment On February 15, 1992, he was later sentenced to a 16th term of life imprisonment from an additional homicide committed in Ohio in 1978. On November 28, 1994, Dahmer was beaten by Christopher Scarver, a fellow inmate at the Columbia Correctional Institution. He was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. God, that guy has a resume. (laughs)
1: What a bloody nutcase.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 22nd of May 1905, Bodo von Boris, German physicist. He was the co inventor of the electron microscope. After World War II, he found the Rhine Westphalia Institute for Electron Microscopy in Dusseldorf in 1948. In 1949, he was involved in the foundation of the German Society of Electron Microscopy. He was born in Hereford, North Rhine, Westphalia. And finally, to the events of interest, on the 21st of May, 18, 1881, Ameri- the American Red Cross, founded by Clara Barton, um, an organization established to provide humanitarian aid to victims of war and... Natural disasters in congruence with the International Red Cross. Still go until this day. Uh, 21st of May 1927, aviator Charles Lindbergh in the spirit of St. Louis, St. Louis, plans in Paris after the first solo air crossing of the Atlantic. 21st of May 1932, after flying for 17 hours from Newfoundland. Amelia Earhart lands near Londonderry, North Ireland, becoming the first trans- transatlantic solo flight by a woman.
1: This is really great. that It's the same day, five years apart. Yeah. Both the first male uh, crossing and the first female crossing.
0: Yeah. Pretty, cheap, pretty, pretty impressive, too. Like, I, that's a lot of in- endurance for both yeah, of them to do. And-
1: in the planes they were flying, they're not great aircraft by modern standards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And finally, on the 22nd of May 1906, the Wright brothers are granted US patent number 821,393 for their flying machine, which subsequently started the patent war. Oh, that was a n that Do you have
1: um, any summary about the patent war?
0: The patent war, from what I've gathered, is it's centered on the patent they received for their method of an air flight of an airplane's flight control. Which was a battle between the Wright brothers and Glenn Curtis. And okay. uh, yeah, so in the, the 1906, the Wright brothers received a patent for their method of flight control which was fiercely defended for years afterwards, suing foreign and domestic aviators and companies, especially another U.S. Av- aviation pioneer, Glenn Curtis, in an attempt to collect licensing fees.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of argument about the um, exact timeline of the first flights and inventors. Though I just had a curiosity looked up the first U.S. patent, since uh, we have got a link there to the exact patent for the uh, flying machine. The first one is a locomotive steam engine for rail and other roads.
0: The first, is that the first patent?
1: Yeah, the first U.S. patent. Oh. Invented by John Ruggles. Or Ruggles. Uh, yeah just look it up for fun. It's pretty cool that you can uh, look up by the original drawings and stuff for each patent on uh, Google.
0: We'll post it up on the show notes um yeah anyways that's the uh end of the that's the end of the show um do you have anything to add in Professor? I do not uh anyways um that's all for tonight um you can find us on Twitter at @n_amalgamated. Amalgamated. You can email us uh, your feedback at nerds.amalgamated at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on the audio platform, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. Um, you can also find us on that'snotcanon.com, where we have an archive of our previous episodes and also some very cool merchandise. Um, you can also find, um, other, that's not canon production, um, podcasts such as Cutscene Saga, General Queries, and My Songs Suck. Uh. Yeah, they do, DJ. Pardon?
1: I know you sang songs.
0: <laughs> not with the, not with the voice currently, but, uh, no. Um uh, that's about it. Then. uh, See, see you guys.
1: See you next week.
0: Oh, and to quote Buck, uh take care of yourselves and keep yourselves hydrated. <laughs>